0: You are listening to The Gospel for Geeks. I'm Father Roderick, and this is a recording of my Sunday homily. You can find more information about the Bible readings in the show notes. You may have heard that one of the biggest streaming successes of the past week has been the premiere of a prequel to a very successful fantasy series called Game of Thrones. And this new series on HBO is called The House of the Dragon and the events in that story take place about roughly 120 years before the events in game of thrones now i don't blame you at all if you're not familiar with game of thrones or you may have seen one or two episodes and then turned it off saying well, that's not for me and because it's a very violent series there's a lot of nudity there's a lot of content that is morally reprehensible And a lot of the story is so hard to stomach. There were moments in the original Game of Thrones series where I literally, I I was like, I'm done with this. I cannot watch this. This is so gruesome. And then over these seasons, the story continues to evolve. And it is basically telling the story of medieval times in a fictional world where all these different houses, families are fighting one another to finally gain the game the the or to win the game of the iron throne the whoever sits on the iron throne is the king or the queen of the entire region and so there is this constant power struggle between all these different actors Uh, some of them are have been there for centuries others are newcomers but everybody wants the same thing power They want to crush their rivals and sit on that iron throne. And that quest, that hunger, that thirst for power and dominance and wealth and influence makes people do the worst things imaginable. It it brings the worst in them to the foreground. And that is why this series is so hard to watch. And uh, I've often said that Game of Thrones, even though it is fantasy, so you would, and and, and in the way the story is told, the world building feels a bit similar to, for instance, Tolkien, but these stories couldn't be more contrasting. Whereas Game of Thrones gives us a mirror of our own behavior in our current day and age, the selfishness, the individualism, this unbridled hunger for more and more, and the disdain for, everyone who's weak or who is a stranger, this, this, this selfishness that seems to be at such a high level in, in our times and that is causing so much suffering in the world. I think that Game of Thrones kind of shows us this as a mirror, because the people that we loathe in the story are actually quite similar to our own leaders, our own behavior, if we're truly honest. Whereas Tolkien paints a a totally different picture. Yes, in his stories too, there is darkness, there is Sauron. You have the orcs, you have the Saruman who betrays his vocation to be a a benevolent uh, wizard and and uses his powers for evil to become strong. And he, he wants Sauron to rule so he can rule with Sauron. So there's the same thing. But what is different from Game of Thrones is that there is always hope, hope that the little people and I would say literally the little people, the hobbits, the dwarves, the elves, mankind, that these peoples that are suffering because of all that egotism of Sauron and his minions, that they will ultimately prevail. They, have a secret that is stronger than all that violence and all that abuse and all that darkness. And the story of the Lord of the Rings and maybe also the story of Rings of Power that we will see uh, in in just a few days from now, I think reflects that, that need for a hope. Yes, people can do horrible things to one another and power has a tremendous inbuilt temptation, uh, f- f- so that people, when they fall for it, turn into the, the, the most evil version of themselves. But Tolkien, a good Catholic, wants to give people hope. That's the power of storytelling, that it can, can help you to believe that even though you look around and you only see individualism and, and you see the ravages of selfishness, But that story can evoke in you the heart of hobbit you are called by that story to do something about it but in order to be a hero in tolkien you kind of have to be a loser you have to be small it's not a strong knight that wins ultimately uh, the battle it's not even frodo who ends up destroying the ring it is actually the one who nobody thought would be any good anymore. The one who is completely rejected, Gollum, Schmiegel. And even though this creature was so deformed by evil, in Tolkien's story, he becomes an instrument of salvation. It's an incredible story. Now, with this new series uh, that takes place before the events of Game of Thrones, you could wonder, of course, is this world that they depict still taking place in the same in the same regions and the same you see the same locations same families also you could wonder is it any different from what we've seen in game of thrones and i've only seen the first episode and i have to say it's as if there is no time difference between game of thrones and the house of the dragon you see different people but the same behavior that same evil that has corrupted the heart of those in power. You see the same disdain for the poor and for the weak. There's a horrible scene in the middle of that first episode where one of, uh, one of the, the bad guys, you could say, but almost everyone is, is a bad guy in, in the story. But he uses the, his power as the leader of the, 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 the watchman of the city to go out and they kill everyone who is even remotely suspected of of being a thief or a burglar or whatever, but also killing a lot of innocent people. And then later on you see that same guy sitting in the middle of an orgy surrounded by all this depravity, just planning his next thing. you know, what's my next and ultimately his goal is to sit on the iron throne. and everybody and everything has to has to be crushed in order for him to sit on top of all that. So, it seems that in the world of Game of Thrones, the story just repeats, history repeats itself. And there seems to be no victory. There's no no one who seems to be able to show us an example of of moral justice or our self-sacrifice. Everybody's still motivated by some kind of of evil motivation or, or, or corrupted uh, uh, ethics. And um, this brings me to what is so important about today's readings. Um, we've, we've heard two readings, the first reading and then the gospel that are kind of in sync and they're talking about the same challenge that God has for us. And that challenge is, do you dare to become small? Do you dare to become weak? Do you dare to let go of your own hunger and thirst for power and wealth and respect? Can you let go of that to become small like Jesus became small? Can you be truly humble? Because it's ultimately the humble and the weak, those that are suffering, those that are crying, those that are mourning, they are number one in the kingdom of God. It's this ongoing message in the Bible that God chooses what is weak in the eyes of man to be strong for his kingdom of God. They are the knights that he has around his table. They are the ones who teach the world how it truly works and how you can break through that cycle of violence and selfishness. And that's such an important message. So, here in the Gospel, Jesus is uh, a guest. He's invited by a a very, you know, a Pharisee who is very high up in the ranks, and of course he is interested in Jesus. You you may have heard the stories about his miracles, uh, about his success, and so Jesus is invited to come to a, a nice dinner, and he's also invited a lot of his fellow i don't know just just fellow pharisees and scribes and maybe politicians and everyone and jesus is just he's just looking he's just he's not saying much he's just observing and then he notices that as soon as people are are stepping into the dining room they all want to sit near the near the 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 host they all want to have the best places and and you know what we often do the same when when you enter a restaurant you're like, uh, can we uh, can we not have that table because that's very close to the bathroom? You don't want to sit, and we don't want to sit there because it's close to the entrance and we've got the draft of the door. We always try to get the best place. I mean, yeah, it's it's natural. But here Jesus says, um, and he talks to the people that are surrounding him at the table. He says, you know what? And he uses. And this is very, very interesting. Jesus uses their language, their mindset, their, 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 their whole way of looking at the world. And so it's actually almost humor that Jesus displays here. He says, you know what? You guys, you're sitting in the best places, right? But you know what could happen? Someone more important than you may come around and you will be asked to leave your place and sit near the bathroom over there. Everybody's gonna see that. Do you want that? And then, of course, these Pharisees, vain as they are, like, no. So Jesus says, well, you know, I'll tell you something. Here's a tip. Next time, just go sit near the bathroom. You go sit near that drafty window. And then the host will see you and he will say, hey, but you're way too important to sit here. This is for our servants. Let me bring you, just sit next to me. And then everybody will see how important you are in the eyes of the host. You know, just, just a tip. And just Jesus uses their own way of thinking to teach them a lesson that in order to be important, uh, it, it's, it's better to be humble. Just what the first reading says it's, a humble man is has more esteem from his peers, from from the people around him than, than a rich man who just gives gives money or gifts to other people. Humility is something that, that always makes people sympathetic to us. How true is that? If you've ever been to a, a reception or a party or whatever gathering and someone is just talking, telling you how important he or she is, never listens to what never asks any questions, never is interested in you, but only takes the word to tell you how immensely successful it's been and what you've gone through. And, and the moment you say, well, well, uh, the other day I did this, I had this and this and this uh, occur then immediately, Oh, but I, I actually had that too, but then you know what I did. Those people are unbearable. (laughs) It's really, but I don't know about you, but I'm always attracted to people that are maybe a little bit more on the side, less wordy, um, and, and, and people that are able to listen, to put their ego away and, and make room for you. Those are the people that you want to hang out with. One of the best things you can do to strike up a conversation is not to talk about yourself, but to ask questions. I saw a video on, on, on TikTok and it was great advice and and this guy said we've always been we, we've we all been in situations where you don't know what to say and this could be in a dramatic situation for instance a friend of you has had a, a loss or is ill or and, and you're like I don't know what to say and his advice was ask questions and you only have to ask two questions it's like so what happened and how do you feel about that? What does that do to you? And then that person will start to, to tell his or her story. And then if the conversation runs dry, you ask, so, and what happened then? And and again, again you make room for the other person. Tell me, you have something to, to give to me. And then how does that affect you? What did, that, what did you think? How did you feel? Those are such, such easy questions to to open the door to someone who is in need. And that is exactly what Jesus wants his host to do. If you invite people to your lunch or you have a a nice dinner, don't invite people who can invite you back. Instead, try to invite people who cannot repay you because at that moment, you're not investing in your future here on earth. It's not just like, oh, I, I, pay for this great meal. I give you honor so you will honor me. No, you will be investing in heaven because your father looks at those who are humble, who are able to give without, accepting anything, without expecting anything in return. And those people who are able to give who are, and, and, and are not afraid to become poor, by just giving without taking, those are the ones that my father puts in in the first place, you know, you're gonna be first in line in heaven. And and that is both very comforting for us um, because it it, it teaches us how we can break through this cycle of of individualism, Um, but it's also very encouraging for whoever feels poor or inadequate or unable to to join the rat race of our world. Because you matter to God. You may not have much to give. You may feel very, very weak, very powerless. But to God, you are a prophet of the way he wants the world to be. He wants you with all your weakness, with all your, 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 your lack of talent maybe, or. Uh, in in all your your need you are a reminder to the rest of the world that ultimately we are all beggars everything we have has been given to us and and this is the message that is so important today uh, we have this huge crisis in our society right now the the prices are going up we've got inflation people are worried how am i going to pay the bills and it's not it's you know, it's, it's not obvious that this will be over next year. So we're going through harsh times. And, and the, 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 the temptation is to then build a wall and to close yourself off and first look at your own interests and, you know, I'm just going to stop uh, giving alms or, or, or giving to, uh, to charities because I, I need the money for myself. And, and, and before we know it we become these, these rich and powerful, like we see in Game of Thrones and in House of the Dragon, where it only is about us, and it's only about how can we stay in power, how we, can we hold on to what we have. Whereas the secret to the future and the secret to the future of our world is, if one by one, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can become selfless givers We stop worrying about ourselves and about our own future and we start worrying about one another. That is what's going to make sure that our history will not be the cyclical repeat of of selfishness like we see in Game of Thrones. It will help us to turn our history into something more akin to the Lord of the Rings, where yes, we are faced with evil and hardship, but we have hope in our hearts and if we dare to join the fellowship of the small, we may just be able to break through the darkness that threatens us all. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Gospel for Geeks. You can join me live for Mass every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central European Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Follow me on social media at Father Roderick for a link to the live stream. If you want to contribute to this ministry, go to freroderick.com donate.